Guys, welcome back. Episode 50 of the Student Section Report podcast. Manny Alvarez, your host. Banny Clark, our co-host. The Big 5-0. Banny, how you doing? I'm doing great, realizing that this is the 50th episode of the Student Section Report. So I'm pretty excited right now, not going to lie. Manny, how are you doing? Pretty good. You know, I understand that the attention span of high school students is pretty short. So the fact that we made it to 50 episodes without giving That is them- true. And not to mention the changes that have happened from just going from California to now all over the globe. So I mean, all over the United States, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good it's a good start. It just shows how much growth and the amount, the amount of energy that you put in. I'm just here along the ride, Manny. So it works out. Oh, of course. Uh, you'll, you'll get a bag of money of this when it's all said and done. Say anyway. less. <laughs> you know, uh, we got a full schedule here. We got two student sections on plus a, a reporter. Uh, in the second segment, we'll be talking to the Turlock Dog Pound of Northern California. We had him on last year. They were really kind of the reason why we wanted to expand outside of Southern California. So uh, big props to them. We'll talk to, uh, to Jack Bactus and uh, another leader. Jack was the guy that contacted us last year. And uh, we want to talk some Arizona student sections. So we'll talk to Gabe Alvarez of uh, ArizonaVarsity.com. Uh, he also works for uh, the San Francisco Giants. I might be related to him. I'm not sure. but uh, That's a good question. We'll, we'll discuss that in that segment for sure if you guys are related. Absolutely. And uh, he is a uh, – we used to call him the garbage disposal going up because any, any food you left out, he would just scarf at it. So who better to talk oh. about food with you, Bannon, than my brother? He'll give you the ins and outs of that. Perfect. This is perfect. I love the nickname. I'm going to call him Garbage Disposal the entire time. This is so <laughs> news to me. I didn't get this in the rundown today, so this is perfect. I haven't given, I haven't, we haven't called him that in like 20 years. but uh, so, Anyway, we have a student section on right now. Uh, I think, Bannon, you and I were saying outside of California, I mean, Tennessee has been giving us so much love about student sections, but yeah. here comes Kentucky, man. They're right on Underrated. The Kentucky is underrated. I love Kentucky. Shout out to Kentucky, seriously. Perfect. Absolutely. And we got uh, our third one this week. Last week we had uh, Oldham County. We had McCracken uh, about a month ago. And now we got Barron County in Kentucky. Zach uh, Wasson and Edison Shipley. Guys, thanks for being on. Thank you all. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having us. Of course, guys. And uh, this is get the elephant out of the room, out of the way. You know, uh, COVID has obviously affected our everyday lives. And, uh, you know, I, I lost my father to COVID over the summer. Unfortunately, my aunt had just passed away two days ago over in Mexico with COVID, as well as other other things uh, that, that didn't help. But uh, yeah, a lot of loved ones have, have, have uh, had their worlds basically turned upside down. And um, I know student section life isn't the same. School life isn't the same. You guys said you're on hybrid. Not a deal for, for your senior year. But, uh, you know, how has, how has COVID not only just affected uh, your school life, your student section life, but also your social life. Yeah, Edison and I last year, we were in the student section and it was pretty normal. We were in conjunction with two seniors. We were juniors last year. Um, and through even through football, through basketball, we had some of the biggest sections we've ever had. Like this is at my high school days, um, 100, 150 students in the football games. It was pretty crazy. And then this year, it was, it was such a disappointment to see um, going in. Obviously we knew uh, based on the protocols and from the CDC that it was gonna be a little different. But um, our principal, Amy Irwin, she um, has done a great job with letting us come back. Our, we had our first game with students back last Monday, the 18th. Our basketball game started on early January, but we've got our students back last week. We've had in between 10 and 25 students at each game, which um, it's really changed. It's really changed the dynamic after watching, after seeing how quiet the first like five games were. And we brought back even like 15 students made such a big difference um, in those first two games. Now you bring up your principal and I, I, I like to see that you've started off that. This is one question that I ask all the time. 
I know it's been really hard with you guys for COVID and you guys have had all these plans to, to make the student section great. And obviously you just continue that trend as you guys were talking about. How has your relationship been with your administration? Just overall, I know it's already hard with COVID and maybe you guys want to try to do this, but you really can't because COVID. And there's other things that have happened and maybe you've even seen in the past because we've had a lot of student sections come on. And I've, uh, from a former student section leader myself, I've seen the, the ups and downs it can be with administration when you guys are trying to push your own objective and you guys are trying to do all that. So talk to me about your relationship with your administration. <laughs> um, they've been really great to work with. I mean, I know that they have absolutely the best interests in mind for the kids, um, but also just for the health of the players, the referees, the students, everybody involved. Um, so it obviously is difficult with COVID to get around and, you know, try to get students there and things like that. But they've helped us out. I mean, they extended um, our lines for the student section so that we have more space. We can spread out. You know, we get more people on that front row since we can't, you know, pack it in tight like we used to be able to. Um, so it definitely it definitely is a struggle to kind of get things back to the way they were. But our administration really is great. They've like helped us out a lot right now yeah we, we, we've met Edison and I met personally with uh Miss Irwin um and Mr. Johnson are our, our two like head administrators about student section um ideals and coming back safe and we play um two of our biggest rivals next Friday and the Friday after that Allen County and Glasgow and we're hoping to get 30 kids um right now 30 is the max we can have like they sign up for first come first serve vouchers and if you're on the list then you can get in um and we're socially distanced in there hopefully we can get the 30, even up to 40 socially distanced in that big section we have, um, hopefully next Friday and one after that for those rival games. We've met, had really productive um, conversations with uh, Miss Irwin, and they're really concerned and really um, activated at all, all everything in there and uh, make sure we're all socially distanced and safe the entire time. I've seen the photo you guys posted on Twitter, uh, 18 fans, all social distancing. So it's not like you guys are packed together. You know, when you think 18 people, it's norm normally like a road game. But, uh, yeah, you guys social distancing with a mask. I mean, how different is – I mean, I'm sure it's, it's going to be completely different in a packed house with everyone just going wild. I mean, how, how tough was it to kind of try to keep the same level of energy, the same noise as you used to you always have when you supported uh, the Trojans? Like, um, like, go ahead, Essen. You got it. I was going to say, well, the great thing is that the students who are showing up and coming – are you know our most loyal fans and they're the students that are gonna get like rowdy and have a lot of fun with it so that's one thing that is really great about it is although we can't have as many students obviously not nearly as many um we can still kind of keep that energy because everyone that's there is willing to be involved and participate which is really fun yeah the, the changes from last year are pretty drastic like um our most our most populated game at Barron and they track this was about 3,700 fans when we played our crosstown rival. Um, we packed that gym tight. We probably had up north of about 100 students probably in the student section. And coming in this year, knowing we weren't going to have as many, like we've come to terms with it, obviously, but we just wanted to make it the best we could. And like Edison said, those fans, that, the students that are coming to the games, um, and that was on a Monday and a Tuesday, like the early week games, um, are our like, most hyped fans, like the ones that will come anytime once they came to football in the rain, <laughs> ones that uh, came to basketball games on Mondays and Saturday nights where nobody wants to come and they'll come and, and yell. And it really, it honestly, we can't, we went last night. It made a difference in that game for sure. Cause it went into overtime and stuff like that. But those um, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe how much of a difference, like 15 students will make all clapping and yelling at the same time. And you guys had 15 students last night at your game. 
It was just about, I don't know if we counted or not, but we had uh, about the same vid last Monday on that Twitter post. Well, how for, for you guys to even have a game last night, I think we, we don't even really talk about that too much. Um, for you guys overall, when, it's, when you have 15, 20 students that are able to come to your games, I mean, you talk about the impact and you said it does have an impact, but does it, do the other fans, do other like the, the away fans, do they bring their fans and it's kind of just like a little 20 on 20 back and forth type of ordeal or is it just much more you guys are running the show, it's your home, it's your hometown, it's your stadium? It may be a little different when we play um, some teams closer to us. When we play our Crosstown rival, Glasgow, that they'll come to us in two weeks. They may bring some fans, uh, like usual. But um, mostly, it's it's mostly parents. We played a team from uh, Elizabethtown uh, yesterday, and they, they just brought parents, like 20, 30 parents. They were all socially distant, like sat with their parties. So um, mostly, it was us running the show. We're, we're the loudest usually in the gym I'll yell in the entire yeah time. i mean if you're gonna be if the parents are gonna be louder than you then there's a problem right then yeah. and there i don't know what else to say i mean has that ever happened honestly because of covid because have you guys really like the parents are actually just trying to somewhat compete with you because i've actually had a story of that we had a basketball game I'm a, I'm a freshman at arizona state i'm a freshman at arizona state and my scene uh my junior year actually i wasn't even the student section leader we um i played basketball we were at shadow hills and we actually had someone of a student section it was a huge game for us we won we won league and they had no student section. Shadow Hills had no student section. And literally, we were going up against the parents that were pounding on the on the bleachers. So it was the funniest thing to see that. And then, yeah. like, obviously, ours is, like, we're getting aggressive and we're, like, trying to treat it like, actually, we are going up against students. Like, we're just, like, chanting the entire time. Yeah. Dude, uh, the dungeon didn't show up? The dungeon did not show up. I'm telling you, Manny. I, I know my. I'm telling you, Aztec Army has continued to be the best student section. I, you got. You can't change my mind on that. I gotta talk to the to the admin over there. Um, you know what? Um, my freshman year, we were playing. I think our, our basketball team made it to the semifinals for the second time ever in school history, which is huge. And we we're playing Division One. We had to play Modern Day, and Modern Day mm-hmm. picked the alternate location at our school. And we already knew, like, dude, the second the second our team like makes a makes a flaw, we're done. It's over. And they had like two future NBA players. Their student section didn't show up, so it was us against the parents. Well, I'm not shocked by that. Modern day, modern day is a is a powerhouse school, but they have never been known. They have not. They don't. They don't show up to their games. I'm I'm being honest with you on that. That's just been that's been it's sad it's enough, gonna, but it's true. It's going to change now. Uh, they have a AD there who uh, was at Carlsbad, so she knows about the whole student section culture, oh. but. At the time, we were chanting, we are 15, you are 50 the whole time. But, uh, of course, modern day beat us for, like, 55. But. Have you guys had a chant or maybe something like that that got out of line with this year administration or maybe just in general? Like, has that ever happened? Maybe just a chant or maybe some time in the student section where you guys have had to cut it out or just maybe be like, you guys can't do that? We, in my sophomore year, we made signs for our cross and rival that said um, – Okay, so when when they do their spring lineups, we turn around and we yell "You suck" as like they respect, say them. Respect. Yeah, and then we we had signs like that everybody held up and said "You suck" like right as like they went to, and they didn't really like that too much. Edison, did anything else that you think? Um, there's definitely a few like different scandals in the past. Definitely whenever I was younger in high school, and if everybody- it's PG thirteen, you can say it. It just can't have any cuss words. That's why. <laughs> We're not regulated by the FTC, I don't think so, but just you can't probably no, say not yet. We're not, there. not yet, not yet. You can cut it out, but um, <laughs> so it was, I think, my sophomore year, and the cross rival coach had actually gotten a DUI 
So we had lines that had shots, like, you know, whenever they're shooting free throws and chance shots, shots, you might not have kept this part out, but that was (laughs) crazy. We got in big Oh, my God. Look, I mean, if you get a DUI, you're going to get that coming to you. I'm shocked that the school kept him on on staff. I had a friend that unfortunately had yeah, that. Yeah, I'm like, why is he still playing? If you got a D, yeah. It gets really personal with our Crosstown rival. We'll find Look, things, and we have beef on Twitter, and we have beef on Instagram, like, all the weeks up until. I, I remember our rival game. We had, um, a, like, I'm pretty sure this, so his name is Coach Pistol. He's a good friend of mine now. Him and I have so, had total differences back in the day, but – um. He's like a 50-year-old man, basically, older guy. I'm, I'm maybe totally screwed up his age. But uh, he talks a lot on Twitter, a lot on Twitter, and is not afraid to speak his mind. And I actually had the personal – I got to interview him after. But uh, we made a couple signs about him, and he's just so to, – to our rival, Lakita, he's very, like, Lakita or die. So I made a comment saying – a sign saying, if you can't beat him, join him. So that didn't get too well with our administration. And then our district almost had to get involved, as well as our principal crowd serving. But that's another story, but still. <laughs> Would you, I, like, would you let Principal Irwin crowd surf at all at a game if, if you guys had COVID? Would you guys let that happen? I, I don't know yeah. about all that. <laughs> He's saying yes. I don't know about you, Zach. What, what, come on I, I don't know. I feel like we'd get, we may get in trouble. She may get in trouble. Well, if she allowed it. I, I mean, it's not like you're going to go, hey, we're just going to pick you up. Now you're going to crowd surf. Like, yeah. It's not going to work like that. I'm hoping, I'm hoping we could do that socially distance if we could. Of course. No, well, I'm saying pro- after COVID. I'm saying way after COVID. Say this, crowd of, this crowd of 18 students is probably yeah. may not handle Miss Irwin crowd surfing with a distance. It'll be like a wedding. It'll be perfect. You just, just lift it up. It'll be perfect. <laughs> um, we're talking about basketball. And uh, I saw your football team's records the last few years. It's, it seems like, you know, every now and then they might have a, a decent record. Uh, Clearly, you guys are more of a basketball school. It's Kentucky, so obviously it's no surprise. So this is kind of a ter- two-parter for this. Now related to the student sections, but a, uh, I mean, I know I know Kentucky basketball is big over there. Are you guys Kentucky guys or Louisville guys? UK all the way. Kentucky all the way. We're both going to Kentucky, actually. Wow! Congratulations! Yeah. Congratulations! Thank you. Perfect. I know we, uh, Oldham said, you know, it's half and half. I think uh, McCracken we had on uh, was, you know, half and half. In fact, yeah. I think one of the girls at McCracken said she had a huge crush on Tyler Harrow. She did say um, that. I did. I, I know exactly who that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I obviously, we th- when you think about basketball, you think of, you know, Kentucky or maybe Indiana, because that's where it, it, it was born uh, over here. Um, Or maybe because of the Hoosiers movie. But also, you know, um, you know, Ben, I, I, I it's it's crazy it's been a year really for me it's been a year that, that i went to co drive down to, to palm desert to check out yeah. the asset army and i i showed up in my kobe's and you guys did the little like yeah for a tribute to kobe um i went to go check out a uh, newport harbor and colonel Damar, two rival teams in newport harbor where kobe bryant and his family live and they had a massive tribute for it and we were talking we had a podcast that week with two student sections from southern california one from huntington beach edison where one of the ladies in the helicopter had passed away, went to Edison. So coming from Kentucky, how big of an impact? I mean, do you guys, do you guys like, what were your thoughts when, when he passed away last year? And what were your thoughts now a year later from Cody Ryan? Cause he was not just a local yeah. enormous name here in, in, in Los Angeles and Southern California, but worldwide kind of like Michael Jordan. Yeah, the, um, the week that it happened, I think it was a Monday or something. It was one of those days, the 26th. I just remember. I just remember it was a Sunday because it was just the atmosphere in Los Angeles. Like the air there was just mm-hmm. completely. It was like, yeah, 
like gray skies was just like fitting for like this the way people were acting that day. It was just mm-hmm. like such a sad day all around. But that week, that Friday was supposed to be the biggest game of the year. We were playing our crosstown rival. Both teams were like four and one in, in district. This was decide first place for district. And um, we decided to join with them, with their student section. It was going to be huge student sections. And everyone buys Kobe shirts. And we all – it was joint Kobe themed. Um, and we all had our Kobe shirts on. We I think we had a moment of silence for, for Kobe during – before the game started, anything like that. And I think that's what I was referring to, that game that had like 3,700 fans at the game. Um, and our one of our sporting goods stores in town, one of the local stores, they mass-produced Kobe shirts for everybody that was going to the game. Um, and we all like Kobe'd out, everyone purple and gold that night for respect to him. And we, we may do something like that this year. I know it would have been nice last night, um, but we probably should have done something like that, but we uh, generally get around to it. Now, uh, like a year later, I get like I was thinking, man, it's hard to believe that that was a year. It feels, it felt like, it felt like the wound was just fresh yesterday when I, when I, when, 100%. you know, when my brother was gonna be on later on, texted me, said he, you know, hey, he died in a helicopter, and I told him, you know, dude, shut the f up, this isn't funny, yeah. and then I found out. Um, you know, a year later, Edison, uh, I mean, how crazy? Because this, this isn't just like another like superstar athlete. This was someone who was like the face of a league, the face of you know sports over here. How, how crazy has it been just uh, see what man it's been a year um I mean honestly it's really just tragic um and with everything going on in 2020 I think kind of um we forgot about it a little bit you know that happened in the beginning of the year and then with everything going on it kind of um you know we we're all distracted by other things but with the yet one year what was that a few nights ago I mean it's really just a it's sad and it's a tragic event. And I, um, that, like I said that, or like Zach said that night, that Kobe night, it was really just honoring to see everybody coming together um, to honor him across the country, you know? Um, it's it's hard to put it into words, but- Yeah, 100%. Uh, I yeah. mean, the, the harder part for me, especially was that literally the, when he passed away on the 26th, my birthday's on the 25th, so. I still, that's one of those things where that's something I'll never forget as far as just like how I saw, like I, it was TMZ that reported it when I saw it and I was like, there's no way, like there's absolutely no way. But I mean, I know it's hard for someone. I know it's hard because we're both from California and we think of Kobe as literally Kobe is California. Kobe is Los Angeles. Kobe is that you probably have that in Kentucky. I mean, there is probably a couple faces that, I mean, I don't want to say them because I I don't want to step on anyone's toes or like get on that way, but also Kobe has clearly been Los Angeles and California. So I get it is, but the impact that he had all across the world, especially Kentucky. And I see that. And I think the Kobe tribute is a testament to you guys. And I think that's a cool thing that your school, not to mention a sporting goods store was even willing to continue that and mass produce shirts just because of one person. Cause I don't think there would be, maybe there could be one or two NBA players that you can think of that may have that same impact as Kobe, or maybe if he, if they hypothetically passed, if that's still going to be the same, if it, if it still would be the same. And, yeah. you know, on top of that, uh, you guys have a pretty good girls basketball program, too. And, uh, I mean, I, I kept thinking, you know, Gianna Bryant is going to be the one that's going to like kind of put the WNBA on a bigger map. And it's, it's been growing a little bit, but I felt like she was going to make that huge. Yeah. So, well, it's very tragic that her and, and, and uh, her, her teammate also passed away in there. I think it was two teammates. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. My sister actually lives in Huntington Beach in California. So, whenever that all happened – 
Um, and you are saying, you know, it is so big in California and your home state. She could really like share with me and like she really saw the impact in the communities and everything like that. And not to mention oh, the yeah, Grammys were, were that same day. The Grammys, I'm pretty sure, were the same day yeah. that well, what happened. Yeah. At the Staples Center. She's like, yeah, well, this at is, the Staples at the Staples Center recorded earlier. Yeah. But uh it's weird because I was mentioned the one of the coaches in the helicopter went to Edison High School, which is in Huntington Beach. So yeah, Huntington Beach was pretty was pretty sad. So is Newport Harbor and obviously LA. New, I mean Newport Beach. Um but yeah, I was talking about how uh yeah, the girls and boys basketball program at, at Barron County are just consistently winning games. Um so I'm going to guess that Barron County is a basketball school, unless I'm wrong. Maybe there's another sport I'm not aware of. I'm, I'm sure there's other student sections trying to gun for you guys, trying to get the ups to win over the Trojans. I mean, how do you guys prepare for every week for a basketball game? I'm like, hey, here's our theme. This is what we have to prepare for. I mean, uh, I mean, how, how do you guys go at it? We, we, we joint run the Instagram and Twitter on the Twitter. Edison runs the Instagram. Um, that's how really how we get our message out for the students, especially in past years. This year's a little different. We have to give alternate information. But um, before, when we were having full sections, we would tweet out three or four days before, especially with a big game, um, hey, like the theme's white out. The theme's our colors are burgundy and gold. It's so, like theme is gold rush, uh, things like that, just to get them prepared. And obviously we, we show up early as leaders so we can get front rows seats, things like that. Everyone just fills in. And uh, it, it's been I, – I really like running the, the Instagram and the Twitter, running the social media. It's really how we get our, our message out to all the students that want to come out. Now, uh, well, it's funny that you say that you, you run the Instagram and Twitter. I ran the Instagram and Twitter myself for myself. Um, what type of, po- obviously, the, it, the, the key of social media is so huge. And it has changed the game for student sections. And overall, let me ask you guys this as far as, is there any changes that you guys personally made from last year's account to this year? I, I know it's hard with COVID, but I'm just saying, did you guys make any changes? I think um, I, I ran this. I ran the Twitter last year too, or we ran it with two seniors, but mostly it okay. was me and uh, a senior last year. Caleb was posting stuff on there about it. Um, it was more. Uh, we, we added more pictures last year and less pictures this year, just because you know the lack of understand understandable. Yeah, <laughs> this year, um, but n- not a whole lot of changes. Mostly it's um, when when we advertise a game, it's like all caps, like important information, just like grab people's attention, especially if they just see it on their Twitter feed, like oh, there's a game this Friday. I should sign up for a voucher like we do um, at Barron and go and get a, get a spot there. But it hadn't been changed too much. Um, we're pretty, we're very consistent with it. I just have it as one of my accounts on my phone, on my Twitter. Just when I can switch out between my personal and the section account. Or as hype as it used to be, because we had to say, Hey, you know, check your email, sign up for this, wear your mask, all the informational things that in the past years we really don't have to worry about. And like without pictures, it's not as hype. Um, but it's definitely how we get our word out. So that is really important that we keep it running and like keep it going for everybody to see. You know, we're uh, we're almost out of time. And again, guys, thanks for being on. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, with only five minutes left, there's really two questions we only we have to ask. Um, Zach, you you said you're a fantasy football fan. Edison, I don't know if you're. There's always every league always has that one or two girls that are in the league, hmm. and they always end up surprising you. I guess not. All right. <laughs> um, but Zach, I mean, uh, just recap your fantasy football league. I mean, I had two teams that went to the playoffs, one team that really disappointed me and one team that just got nowhere. Yeah, I had uh, – I was in a, a 10-man league uh, with two divisions. I made it to the the four-man playoff, ended up losing my first game. But I had – I started with Russell Wilson. I had Clyde's Edwards-Alaire, the um, 
uh, rookie running back for the Chiefs. Russell Wilson kind of let me down a little bit there into the season. I, um, it has he to was, do with that offensive line, so I understand uh, that offensive line is a choice. And, and that, that defense. But um, throughout the season, he got increasingly worse. But I also had Tannehill. Like, I'm a huge Titans fan. I had Tannehill on the bench. But some in me just couldn't bring me to start Tannehill over Wilson, thinking, like, what if Wilson goes off for 40 this week? Um, but I had – let me think who else. I had Tyreek Hill. He got me some insane numbers there, uh, like week – 13 or something like that but I, I ended up losing my first game of the playoffs well my, my best friend uh that was also in my league won the entire thing uh and went like he lost like two games the entire season he was insane he had Mahomes and Kelsey both on his team so it was pretty it was okay for me average just uh Russell Wilson let me down a little bit any any Denver Broncos that you had on your team? Because I'm a Broncos fan, so maybe you would help me out a little bit, maybe, if that's the case. I had Jerry Judy on my team. Okay, so speaking of Jerry Judy, I, that's, a, that's a great player, by the way. And you even talk yeah. about Tannehill. I, I traded for uh, Tannehill and Jerry Judy because mm-hmm. um, I had Jimmy Garoppolo, the luckiness of Jimmy Garoppolo. I forget my other quarterback, which is really bad, because I had a two-quarterback league. And I had to give up Nick Chubb, who was on my IR. And I, I feel like it, it came out to be like an okay trade. But then I was like, no, I did not do a good trade at the end of the day. And it cost me a fantasy spot, but I didn't have to get a haircut. So I was very proud of that. But I appreciate you getting Jerry Judy. He, he'll be better. He'll bounce yeah. back next season. Yeah. That's all right. I had uh, Jared Allen and Justin Herbert in my big ball of brand league, and I won it. So uh, anyway, uh, that said, I'll let Edison uh, answer this next one. Well, obviously, we talk about food. And this is a two-parter. I know that Waffle House is big in the South and in the East Coast. Over here, we have In-N-Out. A, have you guys ever had In-N-Out? And B, Waffle House or In-N-Out? You got to pick one. Okay, so I actually tried In-N-Out for the first time this September. I visited my sister in California, and I tried it. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of Waffle House, so I got to, I have to say In-N-Out. Wow. Wow. We got a Kentucky school that says in and out over Waffle House. This is great. All right. Now, Zach, now you can do, you can go two for two right now or we can, I mean, we'll see what happens. I've been to Waffle House. That is our key like road trip. 100%. 100%. Three in the morning. 100, 20,000%. Yes. I've also been to in and out. Um, okay. I've been, I've been out West a couple of times. I've been to out and out a couple of times. Okay. Um, I got, it, it really depends on the time of day. But I was so influenced by In-N-Out the day I was there. I'm going to have to go In-N-Out over Waffle House. Two for two. Two for two. Who would have thought, Manny? Who would have thought? I'm telling you, I think Kentucky is going to get dethroned as uh, our our top uh, opposing state over here next. Kentucky is my favorite. They, I, I, I underrated. It's a solid rated now. It's perfect. It's, the point where I might I might be a Kentucky basketball fan, despite I may have. Well, you you have more of it. We have more of an experience. We could say we like Devin Askew because he's from he went to modern day, so we can we can make that. that, that also, I'm, not a big, I'm not a big Calipari fan, but uh, and I'm sure you guys aren't big Calipari fans at the moment, but um, yeah. but okay, yeah, hey, look, dude, I'm all down. Right, for one it. last question before before we uh, before we end this segment, so we can get on the next one. I gotta ask you guys this. I've been I've been thinking about this because I've been waiting for another Kentucky school, and I know we talked a little bit about uh, basketball, and we 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 normally talk about it. Somehow ends up us talking about Tyler Hero or Jack Harlow. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask you to this: Would you rather Uh-oh. never watch, hear about Tyler Hero ever again, or never listen to Jack Harlow's music? I gotta think about this. Edison, you go first. 
I just gotta say, never listen to Jack Harlow. I mean, she did say she was a Tyler Harrell fan, so I mean, it's kind of the obvious. I know that's hard. That's hard. That's what I'm saying. They're two actually, huge influences, but I'm just saying. Um, like two years ago at the races, I was with my sister. It was like way before he was big out in Louisville. Um, and I saw him. I got a picture of him on my phone. Yeah, so I, I knew how big. I didn't know how big he was back in Kentucky before he blew up. I had no clue about that. And then I like we learned a lot more about that, and I was like amazed by that. Yeah. All right, Zach. I think I got, I got to go with not listening to Jack Harlow as well, because w- just watching the heat, especially in the finals over the summer and watching him just ball out. They was- didn't beat my Lakers though. They didn't beat my Lakers. That's for sure. They didn't beat him. They didn't beat him. So much pride to be from Kentucky and for, to see him play in his first year in the finals. I was like, Ooh, even though I love that Jack Harlow album, obviously I love like, I love the <laughs> two great album. Yeah. Here. But, but I don't know, I, I love watching Tyler Hero on the Heat for sure. Yeah, I love the Heat. I love Bam, Jimmy Butler, all of them. I'm sure Giannis is a big fan since he, you know. Yeah, Tyler Hero's <laughs> done wonders for my NBA fantasy team. And I literally went down on the basis of every person in Kentucky saying, get Tyler Hero. So he hasn't done too much for you, but hopefully he'll bounce back. Um, finally, we were talking about food. Uh, you know, one day, hopefully, this thing, the student section report become big. You know, obviously we can't cover high school sports right now here in California because everything's shut down. But when we do, we would like to travel one day and check out these student sections around around the country. If we ever check out the uh, the Barron County student section, where's the go-to mom and pop food spot we have to? And again, we're not talking about like Waffle House or Chick-fil-A or, you know, Denny's. We're talking about like the local mom and pop eatery that you guys hit up after school or after a basketball game. I gotcha. There are two that you need to go to. One is like a morning place. And one is uh, insanely good. One is called Annie's. It's like um, a morning, like breakfast place. We go before school, and it's kind of it's on the way to school yeah. from me, so it's not very far. Um, and also Rib Liquors. Rib Liquors is one of the best places in town. The best like barbecue nachos you've ever had in your life. It's just like southern foods, like hash brown casserole, all that delicious. Is yes. Kentucky known for their Mexican food at all? Just want to ask out of curiosity. Are you guys known for your Mexican food, or is there like one of those Mexican joints that you guys like? Yeah, we got like 10 Mexican places in town. It's the only restaurants we go to pretty much. Really a curve. I didn't think Kentucky would have Mexican places. Well, who, who do we have on last week that said that the, that Mexican was like their best? Was it Tennessee? Was ten, it was, uh, no, it was Kentucky and Tennessee. It was had, Kentucky and Tennessee. Yeah, because after you left, I had the Tennessee uh, football guy. And he said, yeah, we got a bunch of Mexican places. I'm like, what is going on with the South and their Mexican food? Um so Edison, if I go to Annie's or or the I already forgot the other spot Zach was talking because I got distracted by Rib Lickers, um, Rib Lickers. I'm not going to forget that. Come on now. What do I order if I walk into those places? Okay, so, Annie's and just classic just chicken biscuit. It's the best. Just simple. And then Rib Lickers. Rib Lickers is always the best. Um, you got live music, barbecue joint. I just love it so much. But I'm gonna say hash brown casserole. That's my absolute favorite. I think um, oh. at Annie's, I get scrambled eggs, bacon, and three pancakes, and the pancakes are the size of the entire plate. Um, they're huge. So I go, we go there, like, before school. I love eating those pancakes. They're so good. And then Ribliggers, I get the, like, Southside barbecue nachos or something like that. It's barbecue. It's, like, a huge thing of nachos, barbecue, like, sour cream, onions, all this stuff on top. It's so delicious. Oof. 
I like the I like the basics and the breakfast stuff, but that that yeah. last part just made me hungry. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Jared, I I can't wait for this to go back to normal so I can get a cheap uh, airplane ticket from Spirit Airlines to go to Kentucky. Um, <laughs> but guys, uh, thanks for being on, man. I appreciate it. I'm I'm glad you guys are starting to slowly get back in the stands. I know it's you know just 15 kids and being social distancing, but that's better than nothing to to some schools. Um, Stay safe. Hopefully we'll talk to, to the to Barron County student session soon and uh, take care guys. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you all. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Hey guys, Manny Alvarez, your host, Bannon Clark, your co-host, Chris Humes, uh, somewhere in Waffle House. But uh, guys, uh, hey, if you want to be a sponsor, go in and hit us up on, on Twitter and Instagram. We're going national uh, now. We're going all the way from San Diego all the way to Maine, from Florida to Washington. We're coast to coast now. So if you want to be a national sponsor for the Student Section Craze, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter. Student Sec Rep, same on Instagram, S-E-U-D-S-E-C-T-R-E-P. Yeah, this would be a perfect time to go ahead and uh, be the official sponsor of the Student Section Buzz. Hey, yeah, the time is now, Manny. I mean, think about the, the growing of SoCal. Now we're SoCal student section to student section report. So, guys, anyone that is interested in sponsoring or just want to follow us, make that happen at Student Sec Rep. Make it happen. Let's do it. Guys, welcome back. Segment two, episode 50 of the Student Section Report podcast. Manny Alvarez, your host. Bannon Clark, a co-host. Bannon, um, we had a very fun uh, segment with Barron County with uh, Edison and Zach. Uh, obviously, when we talk Kentucky student sections, we got to talk about Tyler Harrow because apparently he's like a dream. After dream episode game. 50 is getting off to a hot start. I, I like it. I think I think the momentum is really going to start building up, especially with this next student section that we have on. Absolutely. Of course. You know, we're, we've been talking about student sections across the country. Uh, we were just only SoCal. And I know we had you on a couple times with Palm Desert and, and you know, Cole Coffer with Edison. Carlsbad, I think we had a few times. This student section just kind of approached us out of nowhere. Uh, Josh hit us up, like, "Hey, ever thought about talking to kids from NorCal?" I'm like, "All right, let's give it a shot." And I think from there we said, "You know what? Let's do all California." And then I think over the summer, me and Chris said, "Screw it, let's do all Nate. Let's go nationwide." So this student session kind of broke the ice for us, and and we truly love these guys so much because it kind of just kind of made us be curious about this. So. Uh, Back on for the second time on this show, the Turlock Dog Pound. We got Josh Bactus and Ava Chiesa. Guys, thanks for being on. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Of course. And uh, let's just get the – since you guys are from California, let's get this enormous elephant out of the room. COVID has obviously affected uh, the everyday lives for us, not just socially but school-wise and obviously so student session life as well. Um for me, uh, you know, I lost my, my, my father to COVID over the summer, very tough. And then we just lost her aunt in Mexico a couple days ago. To this. Uh, she had other, other things aside from that too. But um, a lot of loved ones have had their lives turned up, upside down over this uh, as well, losing, losing uh, relatives. Um, but uh, like I said, it's, it's very different. How have you guys, how has COVID affected you guys? Not just, again, not just school life, social life, but student section student life as well. Um, well, it's definitely been a huge barrier because to begin things off, like you can't do anything. There's no games right now. But, yeah, we've just been sticking to social media a lot as much as we can because that's the best way to communicate right now with our school and try to get a feel for what we should do and what they want. And, yeah, but stuff is starting to ease up, as you may have seen lately. Like there was a, a cross-country scrimmage up in El Dorado Hills a few days ago, so – 
I think we're going in the right direction. Hopefully we could get some type of student section for a spring sport this year. So we're looking forward yeah. to it. Something outside because it is hard. I know, especially since the talk's been going around, like it's mentally hard, especially for all these athletes. And just in general, it's been almost a year, you know. It's just taking a toll on everyone, honestly. No, Josh, I think last year we had you on right as that pandemic happened. I'm like, dude, yeah. I feel bad for, you know, like Bannon's class, class of 2020. And now it's like Bannon, Bannon got really uh, somewhat like pretty lucky in comparison to what you I guys I guess did. if you want to call it lucky, I mean, yeah, you can somewhat call it that, I <laughs> yeah. guess. Yeah. Hey, you guys, you got to pack the stands. <laughs> I don't think That's I can true. do that when sports comes back. Um, but yeah, stuff like Avon, you know, talk about just not just aside from the student section, like, I mean, social life and just life in general, because I mean, I got to go back to the gym, but it's got to be outside and masks are required. And you were like, you're forced to wash your, 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 the, the machines when you're done. But there's other things where like, it's just not the same. You know, I mean, you have to wear your mask. You can't go out indoors, you know, some places is outdoors only. And like, you want to go outdoors right now, but I mean, how's life just been in general in workout? And oh, just down here, it's been honestly crazy. A lot of restrictions, hundred percent. It's just masks everywhere forgot my mask like it's always like now it's like never you forget your mask every anywhere but it's been different I'll tell you what I I know Josh like me and Josh we both got jobs so that was something different I guess that's like a positive we want to think on COVID because I know if we were still in school this wouldn't be happening met at different people but other than that I know like socially I haven't been able to see like my grandparents at all trying to keep them safe some of my family I haven't a lot of well, that stuff sucks too, but yeah, keep them safe. That's all we can do, honestly, is just keep trying to be safe slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. Now, Joshua, you brought this up earlier talking about social media, and I know for a fact that I, I mean, I know California really hasn't been back in person to school, and I know you guys have been doing a lot of your classes on Zoom as well as my little brother who is from SoCal. What creative things have you guys been able to accomplish, or what have you guys been able to do just with social media as far as keeping a somewhat of a spirit? energy uh, i guess out there um well our very first week we were elected because usually we have um elections in march but this okay. year like it was just a mess so we had elections in august so it was a quick flip around from right when we got elected uh so we started off with like a spirit week um and we just encouraged people to dress up and stuff and then we did have some teacher and staff appreciation which we had students vote for um like their most favorite teacher or, some they think's deserving of it. And we gave them a little shout out on our Instagram and Twitter. We did have a virtual rally. And then right now we are working on a winter formal with our rival, um, Pittman. Hi. Why would you, that you mind me asking why with your rival? Is it is it just a thing that you guys normally do? or? Uh, no, this is actually our first time doing it. We're calling it the Crosstown Formal, I guess, Crosstown Court. So we're nominating, uh, it was four boys and four girls from each school. I uh, mean, Ava did get nominated for that, so that's dope. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Um, we chose to uh, do with our rival school because we've learned, like, from over time that, um, like, doing stuff within your school, you don't get as much cooperation and participation. But, like, when you're, like, doing it with, like, someone, like, your rival or something, then you're definitely going to get more of that competition fire out and more t- participation. Ava, you know what? I- when you guys had the student section, I remember last year I was hearing that Turlock has a pretty good football program. And I think we ended up having a couple of writers from NorCal talk to us about the student section. And they mentioned Turlock. I want to say it was Cameron and um, Joe Davidson at Sacramento B. 
But um, when you guys had the student sections, I mean, how was it for, especially for football? Because I'm sure it was, it was, you know, a motivation to go check them or an attraction because they were winning. How did you guys set up, like, let's say on a Monday, it's like, hey, we're playing Pittman on a Friday. Here's our theme. Here's the uh, the posters we need to get, the the powder and all these other things. Oh, and by the way, we got to go check out the volleyball game and the cross-country game on Tuesday and Wednesday. Like, how do you prepare for that week? How do we prepare for you? Well, of course, usually people know when the football games are. We kind of have to promote and be like, hey, guys, like, make sure you go and support this group and this group. Because I know I play volleyball, so I was always be like, heck, yeah, like, I know it's an awesome experience. Like, I can't even explain the feeling when you have a lot of students, like, there supporting you. It's just the best feeling ever. And that's another thing that sucks that I didn't get to experience that this year with people packed supporting you. But get the word out. We would use social media, honestly, especially in this like generation, social media is just what gets everything out and posters, of course, we write stuff on whiteboards and classes and just get the word out there. And then we get a lot of people to go and it'd be a good time. Now, have you guys received any word as far as from your administration about anything that, I mean, you talked about the, the cross country scrimmage earlier. You talked about that, that there's, there's a, there's somewhat a light at the end of the tunnel for you guys to actually have a student section this year. Has that really, like, have you gotten any other word from your administration as far as maybe, hey, like, they could be opening up sports? I know it all really relies on CIF, and it relies a lot on that. But just asking out of the curiosity, have you guys heard anything or just just whispers through your administration? Um, well, our district itself and most of the districts in California just following, like, our state health guidelines, and we're just waiting upon those. And we have been on a stay-at-home order. But that has been, I think that was raised or lifted a few days ago. So like this cross country stuff, like that just happened. So everything's like unfolding as we speak. But I, we are very optimistic about like the spring and hopefully we can have some outdoor non-contact sports. You know, I know that I think over here in Orange County, they brought it up about cross country possibly coming back. And part of me was thinking, I wonder if they'll, uh, they'll be allowed to have student sections at cross country. I mean, obviously <laughs> it's really one of those last sports that you're going to have at cross country because but that would be, be packed like a football game. game. That'd be packed like a football game. If they were, Oh yeah. Like we're, yeah. you guys are cheering in one section. And as soon as all the runners leave, you got to go run into the other section. and cheer for them <laughs> yeah. So you guys have to wear, you guys have to wear your shorts as well there too. But uh, have you guys thought maybe like, dude, that'd be pretty cool if they let us to cross country games, but it's, it's obviously a little different than a football or basketball. Cause you, you can't stand in one place. You probably have to move around a lot. Yeah, we definitely – I last year, our cross-country, they were pretty good, and they're competing for league championships. So me and a few of my friends did go to one of the meets, and it was actually pretty cool. Like, you can see, like, parents running across the, like, park or wherever they were playing, following their kids. So that was dope. And then I do play tennis, so I'm hoping I could get Ava and some of my friends out there and they could watch from the side in their cars because it's right next to the parking lot. So we are excited about that, and hopefully we can get a little bit of a crowd there. That'll be dope. Do you have a favorite tennis player yourself, Josh? I do not. I just started learning like, a few years ago. Okay. But, yeah, so I don't really watch tennis, but I do play often. I am going to start getting into the gist and start watching it, though, as I am progressing. But, yeah, have if anything, been... Federer. Federer, good, good take, good take, good take. <laughs> Has there been anything, obviously, I know with COVID, there hasn't really been a student section, but is there like one moment that stands out to you from just being a part of the student section, whether that was just a rival game or maybe just something crazy that happened? Like, like example, mine was probably my principal crowd surfing. Like, that was the craziest thing for me to even <laughs> think about happening. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Please not to me is that when we were, it was at one of the volleyball games, and Pittman, like, they, they, they're like the pride, the lions, whatever, and so they have this weird thing called the pride apple, it's like a pineapple, and they literally just bring it to games, and they just flaunt it, and, and one time, I know it's one time, I remember I was playing. Oh, not her cutting out. Oh, dude, she just left us in the cliffhanger. <laughs> Who's the school from New York that does the same thing? No, New Jersey. New Jersey. It was Egg New Harbor. Egg Harbor. Egg Harbor Township did that. They uh yes. they buy the pineapple from like from the outside. Ava, you back? Okay, perfect. You left us in a cliffhanger there. <laughs> what, where did I leave off at? The pride apple. Pride apple. They had this pineapple, and I just remember looking over. I just hear all this screaming because you know they have big stands, and we like they pack them, and I just they're far apart, and I just. Just, I just looked over and I just see our dog like Pound just screaming and they just have it. They just stole it. and it just started like a, like it just I don't know. It was just a weird moment and I was like, dang. Look and at you us. were and you were playing correct because you play volleyball. Or were you in the student section? Mm-hmm. Just, just playing, yeah. yeah. Wow. I was like, no way they just stole that. I thought, it, yeah. <laughs> a hard, hard to believe that's the second craziest pineapple story we've heard. I it honestly like, is, yeah. Even the pineapple law is, is, is pretty intense. But, um, you know, uh, Ava, you know, you're, you're, you're sitting, you know, you remember the student session during football season or basketball season. I mean, uh, how different is it to be in the stands and then all of a sudden being on the court and seeing that student session? Uh, and especially when, you know, they're going crazy and it's probably helping you guys with motivation or maybe when you're on, when you're trying to get back back in the game, I guess. Oh, being a part of it, honestly, is probably a better feeling. Like, I wish that, like, I could have been in the crowds for, like, my games. Because, like, for football, man, it's an experience. Being with your friends, going crazy, just supporting your school, it just, just makes you, like, look like, wow, like, that's our school. That's us. Like, another good memory that we had was during football, it was in an away game. We, I knew someone from the opposing team, and we got all of our flashlights to, like, <laughs> make the shape of an L, and we won super creative why why did i never think about that that's actually like a really creative thing i feel like that would be imagine if you i mean it would be funnier if you did it like the other way like you were trying to like actually spell it out and it just went like the complete other way that would be pretty bad but no that's actually like that's really creative you know talking about being savages uh in the stands i mean we've we haven't mentioned this uh, question in a while but uh have you guys ever done homework like let's say you're playing against you know oak ridge who uh is a school that Ben and I are familiar. They go down to, to the basketball tournament in, in Palm Springs every year. Yeah, but, that's uh, how they if, sound familiar. Yeah. You know, let's say you guys play Oak Ridge. It's like, hey, like, you guys, do you guys take notes? Like, hey, the quarterback, you know, uh, cheated on his girlfriend or the linebacker has this embarrassing photo from a party with the pigtails or something. Or, you know, the, the running back, you know, got dumped by his girlfriend or something. Like, do you guys have notes and like stuff you can get in their heads? And at any moment, have you guys chanted something where like the opposing player, like, stops for a second looks at you guys and just kind of says you know what like you got me touche well done and then gets back on his assignment for sure like a moment that does stand out to me uh we were in the section championship for soccer against i think it was jesuit and i remember because it was like a long car ride we had nothing to do so we just went to their max press roster and then just looked up each one of the names and learned a little thing about them and then the person i'm trying to think on the field it was probably an attacker or whatever that's called i think um, he was right in front of our student section the entire game, so we were just talking to him the whole time. And then in other sports, volleyball, because you're right there on the court with them and basketball. So we try to mess with them when they're on the um, boundary line and shooting free throws and stuff. 
Um, I'm trying to think of a specific instance where someone's acknowledged it. Have you got anything? I, I feel like in basketball, one time, I'm trying to think. I think it someone's, like, someone was really, had, like, beef with someone, and I think it was something with their shoes. Oh, my gosh. I know it's weird, but, like. Hey, shoe talk is nothing serious. It's we do our research, serious. though. That's for sure. <laughs> Respect. Respect. Uh Ava left us with another cliffhanger there. Um, I know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're almost out of time. You know, has there been anything where you guys kind of got in trouble? Like, not just what, like, maybe will you and Ava start, like, a chant you guys started. Maybe some, like, knucklehead in the back starts chanting something, and you guys try to stop it. And even though you guys try to stop it, the administration is going to come and say, hey, like, you guys can't be doing that. Because you guys, as student section leaders, unfortunately, you guys have to take the fall for, for whatever anything happens. Have you ever had any situation that, that we, you basically had to take the blame despite you guys not doing it. You know? you just, I can think of one, a couple, but I feel like it doesn't really happen much in like football or basketball because it's so like crazy. But I know that like at least for our school and a couple of schools, when I played volleyball, a lot of people would be kind of soft and they'd be like, oh. Oh my God, there she goes. I'm going to call her Cliffhanger now. I'm, I'm seriously going to call That's her new nickname now, it's Cliffhanger. Definitely, um, for volleyball, you're not supposed to, I don't know if this is like a statewide thing, but our section doesn't like allow us like make noise during the serve. So that's definitely happened a lot. I don't know. In... Uh, we made plenty of noise during the serve. That's for sure. Yeah, no, we're not allowed to do that. So we got in trouble a few times for that, but. Which is oh, Ava's back. <laughs> yeah, hi guys. I think that's dumb. Like, like you can yell while they're shooting free throws, but not serving. Yeah, you're right. That is kind of weird. That is pretty weird. No, one know, time, um, one year they made like a rope. They gave us like a rope that we couldn't cross. Do you remember that, Josh? Yeah. yeah that, was- that, that I can see, I guess. That's happened a couple of times. Yeah. We, but we the, the whole you can't say serve, but at the free throw, you can. It, or when the, the, the field goal kicker is about to kick uh, to the goal post. But uh, that's just weird. Um, we're almost out of time, guys. Thanks for being on again. And uh, thanks for the heads up about the storm. I'm sure I'm going to see that this weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Josh, are you a fantasy football fan by any chance? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Give us a recap. How did your fantasy teams do? Um, I used to, I'm not going to lie. I used to be better like a few years ago. And I just, I feel like I've suddenly gotten worse and worse as the years have gone on. But it's, it was a disappointing season. But what about you guys? Have you had one too? Oh, plenty of them. Seriously. I was, uh, I played in like six leagues. <laughs> He was in the man. He was in the big bottle of the brand league, actually. Yeah, I mean, I used to work for them, and I won that one. But it was an eighteen. It was an eighteen league, so it's not like nothing to brag about. There was one team where I thought I had the right pieces, and they lost the first eight games in one of my like regular leagues. I'm like, what the heck's going on? But uh, I did win big bottle brand league. I won. A, I got third place in another one. My old work league. I I'm in charge of the trophy. I mean, it sucks. I have to go pick up that trophy and give it to the winner. So I think it's. I I can never own that trophy. Um. Since we're on the topic of outside issues, uh, Ava, I believe Bannon brought up if you were related to an MMA fighter. Are yeah. you? No. <laughs> I wish, though. That would be so cool. You're not the first person to ask that. I'm more amazed the fact you knew who he was. Like, I'm more, like, I'm more amazed about that than anything. Like, that's, like, impressive. Like, I, I mean, it's a very, like, is that a low-key fighter? But, I mean, obviously, the last name can throw you off, of course. And you're telling me it's a very Italian last name. So, like, I get that as an Italian myself. Oh, nice. I know. And he has it all tattooed, like, on his chest. It's- he is. Yeah. Yeah, he is. 
I know. I did some research when someone said it the first time a couple years ago, and I was like, who? Then I was like, oh, that's cool. Imagine, like, have a long-lost cousin. Exactly. There's, there's ancestry at 23 and me. It'll work out. Yeah. Uh, speaking of MMA, I, that dude, I saw that fight on Friday. I, God, I still hate Conor McGregor. I'm so glad he lost. You but, uh, still hate Conor. Wow. Uh, it's just his, his attitude. Anyway. I, I get it. I get it. I did make a nice meme with uh, Simba from Lion King trying to pick him up, but uh, that's kind of funny. It took a while to, to make that one. Anyway, um, we're almost out of time, guys. Thanks for being back on again. You know, uh, I think we brought this up last year about food with, over in Turlock. If we ever, if we ever travel, I mean, one of the first places we want to go outside of Southern California is NorCal, and obviously we want to hit up Turlock first. Really, Turlock Dog Pound will be the first student section we're going to check out outside of SoCal. Um, because you guys kind of helped us with, with, you know, expanding uh, out of SoCal. If we ever go to Turlock, where's the go-to mom and pop spot to go eat? And again, we're not talking about Chick-fil-A or Denny's or In-N-Out. We're talking about like the local mom and pop you guys eat after school or after a game. Last time we told you Silva's taco truck, right? Yes, that's right. The taco truck. Okay. I'm trying to think of something else besides that. Um, Ava, you weren't on here last year. Do you have a go-to uh, mom and pop? Uh-oh. Is it in and out? Uh... No. That doesn't count. Yeah. That don't really count, no. What about Latifs? About what? Latifs. Oh, my God. What? what Latifs. Latifs. Latifs? <laughs> well, I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh my gosh, there's a breakfast place uh, we go to um, after uh, the morning after football games. It's called Latest. Um, yeah, so we have some like eggs and breakfast burritos there with cinnamon rolls. That's another place, but yeah, oh, definitely okay. Silva's. Oh, for sure. Taco Trick Silva's. Everyone loves tacos after, or like ice cream. I feel like a lot of people after games would go to Cold Oh, Cold Stone. I agree with that. I mean, I don't, I don't think. It's so weird when people say they go somewhere after. I feel like mine was probably in and out. I, I couldn't even tell you. It's very, I mean, very California thing, of course, but still. Well, Ben, you're even closer to Palm Desert at 10, so. That is true. That is true. There's not a lot of things that are open. Every time I go down there, I'm like, time to eat. I'm like, well, wait, what's open? <laughs> um, yeah, no, facts. Mm-hmm. But I do remember, Josh, you mentioning Silva. So now I am very curious if we ever go down there. I just got to go find Sylvia. It's, it's a food truck, so it's got to be on the side of the road. Um You'll like it. I just went there the other day. <laughs> We're trusting you, Josh. We're trusting you. I got you. Ava, what's what what tacos do I get if I go up there? Oh my gosh. I'm a weird one. I love chicken tacos. I think they have really good chicken tacos and the sauce that they put on it is like not too spicy, but it like gives you a kick. It's perfect in my opinion. Josh, did you just shake your head? <laughs> I, I get a sauce. Like chicken's weird, I feel like. Of course. Yeah, I'm in the salad guy too. Or a pastor. But, uh, uh, that's good that's good that's good it is. <laughs> uh guys you know uh i hope hopefully we can get some sports in california soon and and i would like to do a student section of the week for cross country and i'll be checking guys oh, that sucks anything um, anything we're taking anything at this point so if you guys have a cross country thing just let us know we'll be if there. we can get students at any game i promise you we will and we're gonna get that to you asap 100%. i'll make the drive up there to turlock and check that out but uh <laughs> Guys, yeah, thanks for being on. I know that despite, you know, the the whole, you know, storm up in NorCal, that it's giving, again, it's giving me a warning of what's going to happen this weekend in SoCal. But, uh, guys, thanks for being on. Be safe. Hopefully, you guys can get somewhat of a student section in school spirit back over there. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you guys for a third time soon. So, uh, guys, take care. Appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you.
Hey guys, it's Manny Alvarez from the Student Section Report. Hey, if you want to be our national sponsor, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, Student Sec Rep. We're going coast to coast now in the Student Section game from Southern California to Maine, from Florida to Washington. Be the national sponsor for the Student Section Buzz. Hit us up on Instagram and Twitter, Student Sec Rep, S C U D S E C T R E P, and be the official sponsor of the Student Section Craze. Guys, welcome back. Episode 50 of the Student Section Report podcast, the Big 5 0. Manny Eisenberg is your host, Bannon Clark, a co-host. Uh, Bannon, so far, great shows. We had uh, the Barron County uh, student section in Kentucky talking about uh, how much you love Ter- uh, Tyler Harrow and how much they're starting to despise John Calipari. Mm-hmm. Uh, talked to Tur- Turlock Dog Pound. Uh, I mean, they, they're hoping to get a cross-country student session up in NorCal. That is true. And, uh, yeah, I, it, it reminds me – I totally forgot about Sylvia's uh, food taco truck over there. I got to go visit. But, anyway – you know, uh, we wanted to get back to reporters, and uh, this one, uh, you know what? He's better than me at almost everything, minus so- uh, slow pitch softball. And now he's coming to my territory with writing. He's now he he covers high school sports in Arizona, on top of what he does for a living down there. And uh, he is uh, he has shown me the student section spots in Arizona, and uh, it's uh, this guy I believe is my older brother, uh, Gabriel Alvarez. Gabe, we, we, what's up? We met. Ne- we never got the official test results back, so we've just kind of played along with that that assumption, even though the I don't fact see that any we looked subliminal... identical. You guys looked identical, that identical growing up. Yeah. Not not now, but growing up we did. Oh yeah, it was identical. I the the beard is just because I'm being lazy, but uh yeah. Yeah, the twenty three and me thing has not come in the mail yet. I'm waiting for that. Um no. So trust me, we all are. Yeah, let's let's get the elephant out of the room. Uh obviously COVID has been and excuse my language has been a bitch to us, Gabe. Um, yeah, we lost yeah, dad, absolutely. and um, we had an aunt who had it, and unfortunately, she had just passed away a couple of days ago. So it's been very tough on my dad's side of the family, especially for us. Social life has been very different. Obviously, student section life and sports life is very different over here in California. You managed to get a full football season in Arizona, but Gabe, talk about just the hell we've been dealing with with COVID. I, I'm, I mean, it's a tough time. For everybody, it's it's a shock to to our way of life. To you know, from you know, kids in school, and and you know what the loss of, of those daily interactions do to do to kids. Um, you know, the college experience for those those in college. I mean, those those are really um, four great years in, in people's lives when they get the opportunity to you know to really be amongst their peers at all times and learn from each other and, and grow and figure yourself out while you try and, um, you know, earn a degree and, and figure out what you want to do with your life to, you know, all the adults in, in, in their careers, you know, at different levels of their careers to, um, to not being at work in the office daily to have those daily interactions. Um, it's really tough. Um, I, I've been fortunate that, you know, I, I get to continue to come into the office. I, I never stopped going in and, and it was just a few of us going in as opposed to, you know, we, we were sent home in March during spring training when we had almost 300 people in the building, we, you know, and, and you think about what we know about COVID now, having 300 people in the building is, um, you know, this cramped space is an absolute nightmare for, you know, for what we know about the pandemic. Um, but yeah, I, I've been fortunate to continue to go into the office. So it's it's tough for people who are just living it from from a day to day life standpoint. But then, um, I mean, it, it's we you know our, our family took as as big of a blow in this as as you can imagine. And, and 
um, you know, losing our dad, um, you know, in May, you know, we find out that, that he's got, you know, cancer in his kidneys and that he was going to have to have that operated on. And, um, we, we all went and, uh, and traveled back home to, to hopefully socially distance, see him pre and, and post-surgery. And then they do the COVID test pre-surgery and he comes out positive. Um, and it ends up being just, you know, a whole different array of, of fears. And, you know, he goes a week, you know, where he's, you know, normal and seems fine. And then kind of seemed like, like day eight, um, you know, COVID really did a number on him and um, it, it accelerated really quick. And, and, you know, he, he fought, you know, hard for, for three weeks and until, um, you know, his body just, just couldn't handle it anymore. And, and, and we lost him. So um, our, our dad obviously means everything to us, everything that, um, that I think you and me, Manny love and, and appreciate, um, you know, that we're passionate about in life, be it, you know, <laughs> sports and um, food and, you know, our work ethic and, and the way we, we view the world so much stems from, from our parents, of course, and, and so many of those values um, are from our father. And so I, I know daily, um, you know, I, I think about that and just, um, you know, just his impact on, on all of us and, and how grateful I am for so many of the great um, characteristics and, and, and values that, that we have because of him. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's been a tough, tough year with COVID and, and to have it hit as close to home as it did for us is, um, is just really the worst thing ever. You know, um, I don't, I don't wish this type of loss on, on anybody. I know myself, I, you know, still have my moments where I just get overwhelmed and, um, and emotional and I need to just take time to, to go through it. But, um, you know, very much in dad spirit, you know, feel your feelings, get, get through what you need to get through. And then, and then onward and, and upward, you know, you, you keep living. So um, tough year, tough year for everybody. And, and, and yeah, we, we, we felt it really hard. Yeah. 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 It's well, you kind of took every word out of my mouth there. Um, yeah. Very passionate. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it weren't for that passion we saw and the love of sports that he, that he had. And I think yeah, you and I were responsible for, for having him fall more in love with sports because we loved Outside of baseball, we fell in love with football and basketball, and he started following those sports because of us. Mainly you and me, really. Yeah. Be honest with you. yeah. Um, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, speaking of, of football, you know, you got to um, you got to cover high school sports um, in Arizona. Well, lucky you, really. To be honest with you, on. <laughs> and um, you know, every now and then you show me photos of student because we're doing student section of the week, and we had to stop that because a lot of States were just kind of shutting down the fan base. So we really sure. couldn't do anything. But uh, just, you know, talk about just, you know, knowing that some states like California here, you know, um, were shut down, but you had the opportunity to cover not just high school sports, but just see uh, a crowd, you know, in the stands. Yeah. I mean, each state kind of um, governed itself, you know, differently. And, um, you know, everyone has their opinion on, on what's the, the better way to handle it. And, you know, in the reality after a year, I don't know that there was really any state that really mastered how to properly manage, um, you know, the elements around, around COVID, be it, you know, businesses and restaurants, be it, you know, gatherings, you know, all those different types of things. Um, you know, for a while, it looked like uh, Arizona wasn't going to do high school sports um, in, 
And at first there was reports in, in late summer that it just didn't look like it was going to happen. Um, and then the COVID numbers in Arizona um, were actually going in, in a great direction, had, had gone down um, quite a bit. And then all of a sudden there was, you know, there was a push um, to, to make the sports happen and there was hope. Um, they got approved. Um, you know, it, it, it's obviously a, a state that, um, you know, it, 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 when you compare it to California, just there's a lot of different um, reasoning behind their their decisions and kind of what the expectation and, and proof that is needed for or, or reasoning for what decisions get made. Um, they played um, probably about, I'd say, week three or four. It, it looked a little dicey as numbers were starting to go. COVID numbers were starting to go back up. Um, and it, it seemed like every week, everyone was just glad that they got to another week of football. Um, but they got through an eight-game schedule and, and a full playoff schedule and, and, and played championships without um, any, you know, real issues. There was one team. in So out here in Arizona for football, there's what they call the Open Championship. So there's six divisions. Um, well, really, it's, it's five. It's uh, Division Two through through six six is um the the big schools the big powers um out here but there are a couple teams in kind of division four and five um that make noise that put together good enough teams and so they just created this open championship where a panel um of school administrators and, and ad's um decide who the best eight teams are in arizona and they go into an eight team uh tournament um and it's, you know, you know, quarterfinals, semifinals and, and championship. Um, and one of the teams got knocked out in the quarterfinals because they had uh, three COVID positives on their roster. And so the state said, hey, you know, you, you guys just you can't you can't play. And so um, South Point Catholic out of Tucson was able to advance while Sawara, who was is one of the state powers out here, um, couldn't play in the quarterfinal because of it. And. Not, not that I think that they would have won. They are a very good team, but um, it just would have been nice to for those guys after they played a, a whole season and, and battled, um, you know, this whole situation, everything that they sacrificed to, to make a season happen. It it stinks to, to see them go out that way. But as a whole, to have Arizona football and to complete a season and have the championship um, was really, really neat. And, um, you know, at no point do I feel that it put um, – people at risk everybody was really good about following you know protocols and, and being mindful of, of distancing and, and what they had to do to, to take care of each other you know from the players to coaches to the media um, now there, there were there were fans um, at games and I think each school set their own guidelines for for fan attendance and there's definitely certain parts of Arizona certain towns in Arizona that um were a little bit more fearless, maybe even more fearless than they should have been. Um, you know, there, there are certain schools you'd show up and you're like, man, those stands are packed. Like, <laughs> I don't know that, that this is a great you, thing. You um, showed me, I think Hamilton and a few others. I'm like, this is kind of weird. Yeah. There's it. And, and I don't want to, I don't want to throw names, um, specific school names, but yeah, kind of that area. There's a, in, in, Hamilton wasn't too much of, of a concern for me, but there was definitely 
couple other schools um, where you look and you're like, man, I, I see a packed crowd and I don't see a ton of masks being put on by the parents. The players were great. The coaches were great. The media was great. But, um, you know, once you get to parents, um, you know, it, it, and God bless all the parents that, that get involved in high school sports. They're definitely um, an instrumental part of, of the whole experience. Um, but if you're like, hey, what what's the, of, of all those elements, what's the one element that um, really makes high school sports unpleasant? I, I'm going to go with the parents. There, there's just a good number of parents where you go, man, like you just don't get it. Like you don't understand the big picture. Um, yeah, it, 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 uh, it made it frustrating at times, but again, um, we got through the season for the most part. So, and, and I think everybody ended up being just incredibly grateful for it. And it was really enjoyable. It was a great season. out here. There's some, some really great football out here in Arizona. You brought up before, before I let Bannon uh, go with the next question, you brought up parents and I just feel it's fitting that I'm wearing this beanie. Uh, <laughs> but uh Vanny, go ahead well first off it's great to have you on i know we've heard a lot about you i know this is great because you are from arizona i am and i've obviously a journalism major so i've seen the bigger picture with high school sports i know that uh you talked about how crazy it's been just covering it and with covid i know that the the winter sports was originally reversed now it's back into action and you talked about this 18 playoff and i think about a lot of high schools out there i think of saguaro that you talked about a great powerhouse school has had tremendous talent kile ringo christian kirk uh, current arizona cardinal played on that team you got chaparral you have a lot of teams is it true just with arizona because i see this all the time in california schools you know if you have a good team you're gonna get a big student section and I know what's hard with COVID and obviously even pre-COVID. Is it is that the same narrative in Arizona? Because I think a Saguaro, a team that has won multiple championships and a team that has been well-known and on the map to an extent, and obviously I think about a lot of these other schools, is that the same thing that the students will actually come out to these games more and show much more of a pride? Or is it something like a modern day, a team that has shown success for a long time but doesn't really have a student section? So football's big out here. I mean, obviously when you think – High school football, you think Texas, you think um, California, you think Florida, you think Pennsylvania, you think a lot of places that just take a lot of pride um, in their high school sports. People don't talk about Arizona um, enough. Friday is, is, you know, it's, it's a big deal out here in, in the high school world. Um, so I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't write for Arizona Varsity, but uh, um, Sandy does. Um, and she does a lot of other content. Sandy, my girlfriend. Sandy Charles. Um, she does a lot of content for them. For a while, she was also running the uh, Sports Illustrated site that focused on ASU until um, SI kind of changed their college coverage. Um, and so I was helping her write uh, high school football features on that site. Um, but since I had my media credential, I just kept going to games and, um, and I got to know the Arizona Varsity. ArizonaVarsity.com does a phenomenal job of covering high school sports in Arizona, but I got to know a lot of those guys. And, and so I'm, you know, in, in regular dialogue with those guys, but um, when it comes to, again, the, the fan sections out here, um, it's pretty strong. And, and certainly there's, you know, some schools that, that take more pride than others, but when it comes to really, you talk about the open uh, championship and which ends the, ended up being a lot of kind of the traditional powers, the, the Chandlers, the Hamiltons, the Saluaros, um, you know, the, the South Point Catholics, the Liberty and 
um, Desert Edge, all those programs, um, they do fantastic. They, you know, obviously 2020 wasn't a great example of it just because each school set limitations on, on, you know, attendance. Some schools said, Hey, you can, you know, each player can, can have two guests. So, you know, just their parents, some said four, some said 25%, um, attendance, you know, so, you know, once they sold the tickets to the 25%, that was that some said, you know, like 40%. So it was up to each school. So you didn't get a true reflection of what the student support can be when it's just, you know, an open setup. Um, but having gone to high school games um, over the years, um, yeah, you, you go to to the big programs and, and you see, you know, a, a solid student section out there. Students do do support out here. Certainly some better than others, but um, I, I, it reminds me of, of kind of what, what the Orange County, you know, in Southern California student section kind of market is. You know, it's very similar, I'd say. You know, I was going to mention, um, you know, looking at the student sections now, like you mentioned in Orange County, I feel like it's completely different than what it was when I was a student. And I'm sure it was a little different when you were a student at Canyon. It, I, I mean, obviously social media wasn't a thing, but it wasn't like this hyped up, its own like its own like identity type of thing. It was just like kids show up and went nuts with no preparation. Now there's, here's the theme. You have to wear these shirts. Here's, you know, we got to do this, this, and this. How's it changed from your time? And I, I'm not going to say how long of a time, so people don't have to guess how old you are. But uh, I mean, how has it changed from the time when you were at Canyon to now? I mean, it's it's changed a ton, and 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 I'll say it. I'm I'm a class of 2000 from Canyon. Um, you know, each each school is different. You'd go to some schools, and you'd see a lot of, you know, student um, support, and then you'd go to other schools, and and it'd be barely none. Um, you know, for a market like Canyon back in the day, it was, um, if the team was good, everyone wanted, it, it's kind of that Southern California mentality. Like everyone wants to be associated with a winner. So if the team was good, people would show up, but if you were mediocre or less, um, there's plenty of things to do in Southern California on a Friday night. And people found those things to do instead, um, sort of thing. But speaking to kind of how it's evolved over the years, um, the organization of it all is, is really, really cool. Um, and the fact that people kind of organized um, and put value in it and, and could identify themselves with, um, no longer was the sports team's win-loss record the identifier of kind of being associated with the winner. Um, the amount of support itself was kind of its own sport in its own way. Like if you had, you know, now if you have like the bigger student section, um, you know, and student support, um, that that's kind of win amongst, you know, in itself, you know, it doesn't need to be the the final score on, on the scoreboard. Um, and again, having social media um, and kind of being involved in, in a movement, you know, it, it obviously what we've seen in society over the last, you know, couple of years, five years, 10 years, and just where people get behind different movements. These are, Student sections are, are like mini movements, you know, to, to support your school, to, to get your brand out there and, and to, you know, stand behind something that, that really matters to you. Um, all the while supporting the, the product that's on the field or court or, you know, what, whatever the, the landscape is. Um, but yeah, the organization is, is awesome. And it, who doesn't love creating social media content now? You know, you, you, know, you, you got the, 
you know, the, the chalk in the air, the, you know, the, the glitter, the streamers, the, the, you know, the uniforms, everybody, the chance, like, um, it's, it's really fun to be a part of that. You know, it, it's grown and it's, it's really neat to see. You know, um, before I get the, before Bannon uh, gets another question, and I think the first time I saw a student section was Villa Parks in Canyon. I was like 11 and like, I don't know how I got taken to a basketball game with you, like your freshman year. And uh, I'm like, this is pretty cool seeing these kids go back and forth. And then I just obviously, I don't know how the heck I got involved into the mix of it. But I remember just thinking that was the first time I saw like two groups of students just going back and forth at each other. And that was the only time Canyon really had a student section. When Villa Park showed up, they showed up. Yeah. And then when Orange and Foothill came to the town, like, yeah, who cares? Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the rivalry over the hill there um, is, is one that will never die. Um, it's, it's a really, really fun rivalry, Canyon Villa Park. Um, and just, you know, even throughout the school year, the, the little pranks, they, you know, they play on they each other, you know, they cup, used to. Cup, I know, um, you know, but like covering, you know, the campuses in, in hot dogs or in shredded paper or, or even some pranks that went, um, you know, into the criminal, uh, aspect of, of things a little heavy handed, but, um, but it's, it just, it, it's fun to have a rival. Obviously, you know, we, we grew up, you know, big sports fans and, and rooting for the Giants, which means you hated the Dodgers. I, I, it felt very real. Like, um, if, if you wore blue, odds were I wasn't going to like you growing up. If you were the Dodgers, if you were UCLA, or if you're Villa Park, I did not like you. Or if you were the Cowboys. Like, it, 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 for some reason, it always lined up that our rivals always wore blue. Um, and, so, and Villa Park was part of that. I, you know, so I felt it in Major League Baseball. I felt it in college. I felt it in the NFL. Um, and I felt it at the high school level with Villa Park. Um, the Villa Park game always meant, you know, a little bit more. And, and not just because you were playing in it, it. You felt it on campus. You always knew when Villa Park week was up. You always knew when Villa Park was coming up on the schedule. And your attendance went up threefold because of it. You know, um, and then you get to a, a confined space like like a basketball gym, um, where a lot of the motion goes back and forth, and um, it just becomes a lot of fun. It, I think it was you know the appreciation for the movement before we appreciated you know movements to to the amount we do now. You know, so um, always been really fun. Great segue to get to the uh, guy wearing a Dodger hat. Yeah, so it was a really bad day for me to wear blue today. I feel like that's just like the worst thing. It really is. Really I know I didn't I'll, I didn't come prepared. I'll drop today. the camera so you can see the Giants logo. Perfect. I got I got this and then we're we're all good for this today. So it's perfect. <laughs> Only if I had my blue St. Christopher chain that broke last week, which was a problem, but I mean it's all good. But you did talk about how um we, we talked about touched on this earlier about how you were from Tempe, a place that I I uh, I'm not actually in Tempe, I'm actually in downtown Phoenix. So I'm literally 10 minutes okay. walking distance from Chase Field and talking stick of oh, home nice. of Home of the great Arizona Diamondbacks, as we know, a great, oh, great, sure, ball, great sure. ball club in the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> but you had a, I'm, I'm around Tempe at least once a week, once every two weeks. Obviously, that's just where the majority of the stuff happens. There isn't a lot that happens sure. in downtown Phoenix. Give me your take on Tempe. What was your experience like? I know there could have been some ups and downs, but I'm just saying maybe some good places because you didn't want to talk to me about that. And I mean, I have a couple of good places too, so we'll get right into that. Sure. I mean, I, I so I moved out to to Phoenix in 2009 at 27 years old. Obviously, uh, you know, the, the whole Tempe mill scene is, is that's a young man's game. You know, that's, that's the, the college or, or just after college 
man's game. So I didn't go out too much um, in Tempe. Um, but my first few years out, out here working in Scottsdale, um, I did work, um, you know, to, you know, while working for the Giants at night, I, I also bartended, um, you know, just to, you know, when you're starting off in baseball, the, the pay isn't astronomical. And so, um, you know, I had no problem working more, you know, going back to, you know, that work ethic thing that, that we talked about earlier, I was like, fine, I'll, I'll get a second job. So I bartended um, in, in kind of the old town Scottsdale um, Great scene, place, which by is, the way. It's, I love, which I is love. It's, its own scene and, and yes. environment, uh, much like, I, I mean, people call it mini Vegas, you know, for a reason. It really um, is. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it has its, you know, um, its energy and, and, and fun to it. But when it comes to Tempe, um, you know, Chuck Box is good. There's, 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 there's some really good, fun um, places to go out there. Um, I, a lot of the places that I know aren't, aren't there anymore. There was a place called the, the library that was always fun to go watch a game. It, it uh, then became Gringo Star. Now it's, I forget what it's called now. Much I've I haven't been down in that area in, in, in so long, um, and it's changed a lot. It's mill has has evolved quite a bit, but I do remember coming out to Phoenix really the first time when I was like 25 and seeing mill, and I was like, and so I went to USC, comparing um, like the the mill action of you know restaurants and bars, and you go, oh wow, this is a total different environment. You know, when you talk about having the, the college experience, um, this is more kind of the the stereotypical college experience, but on steroids, like it's right Literally, there. Yeah, it um, really like, is. Yeah. And, you know, being at SC, like, sure, you have access to L.A., but L.A. is massive. So you're going out in Hollywood, you're going out in downtown, you're going out to Santa Monica. Like, and by that, the way, that's it's a drive. Like and by the way, it's not like you can just step outside the campus to go hang out. You have to go stay. Yeah. No, you have to go somewhere. You cannot go like right outside. I mean, yeah. If, if, if you go off campus, you better know where you're going. Facts. Um, and, and in which direction. Uh, but you do have access to obviously Los Angeles and it's amazing restaurants and bars and, and you know, the, the whole nightlife scene there. But it, it's a bit of a haul. Like Tempe, ASU has it. You walk out of your dorm and, and you walk a block and, and you're on mill and um, it's, it's pretty remarkable. I'm, I'm pretty glad I didn't have access to that. So I was able to focus a little bit more in school, yeah. but that's um, why I like being in Phoenix because I'm not so I'm not in Tempe. Yeah. So being in Phoenix is very, I'm literally walking distance to, to my classes. I don't have to go get a bike if, or get a if, car or do any if of you're that. Drawn, if you're drawn to those social interactions, like mill is right there and it's, it's very tempting. So it's just hard for I'm like sure a 19 year old. You gotta be like 20, you gotta be like 21 to really like experience. <laughs> the law that. says 21. So the law does uh, say 21, but I'm saying for, for, for a real true experience, you gotta be like 21. That's just for anyone asking sure. or just in general. Sure. Yeah. I'm trying to blow no, bridges sure. of the administrations I'm going to have to deal with. <laughs> well, we already have so many high school administrations probably already coming after our heads from past episodes. If you think about it, oh, though, maybe. I've especially Palm Desert when that one time I had a sensor max. Um, oh, I have no knowledge of that whatsoever. <laughs> you know, Gabe, um, what student sections out there kind of like wowed you compared, you know, like, do you have like, like maybe a top five? I know it's different this year because, you know, it wasn't full capacity for 100%. Yeah. Yes. Sawara is normally pretty good. Um, Highland, Hamilton, Chandler, um, Red Mountain out in Mesa is is pretty darn good. 
Um, Liberty out in Peoria. Shout out Liberty um, one time. Shout out Liberty. Shout out Liberty. <laughs> there you go. Um, trying to think who else. Queen Creek was was pretty good. Um, Chaparral is, is a little hit and miss. Pinnacle is is pretty good, and Pinnacle was good, especially. I mean, they they had Spencer Rattler there for for a few years. We so, love Pinnacle you know, at ASU. I absolutely, my were, future roommate goes went to Pinnacle. So yeah, he went to Pinnacle. Like, we love Pinnacle. They're they're shooting, you know, QB one on Netflix at, yes. at Pinnacle because of yes. Rattler, and so yeah, it, it was. And he got Nico Manning on the basketball side games. as well. Yeah, yeah Nico Manning on the basketball side as well. Yeah. So it, it uh, they do pretty pretty darn good as well. Um, and I think Brophy's pretty solid as Shout well. Out. My cousin was Brophy, so I have a lot of love for Brophy and Xavier as well. I got yeah. family out of Arizona, so I know, I know a lot of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, there, there's, there's some good student sections out here. And again, like you said, 2020 was, was different. You didn't see a lot of the, um, you know, organization and, and pageantry that, that you sometimes see in years past. Um, but um, but yeah, in, in, in years past, you know, those, those have always been really strong student sections out here. I'd say though, they, they don't have quite the organized themes that like you see in Southern California, like obviously, you know, in talking to you many and, and kind of following, you know, what, what you post and everything you go, wow, like those, those student sections going above and beyond and, and organizing themselves and, and, you know, bringing, you know, these different elements and, um, to, to the whole experience, which is really, really awesome to see. Um, there, I haven't quite seen that, um, but you do see the student support out here regardless. You know, um, Ben, before I get to, before I uh, get you to get another question in, um, oh. again, we mentioned this in the first segment, you know, almost a year ago today, Ben, I went to go drive down to Palm Desert to check out your student section, the Aztec Army, and uh, you guys had the Kobe theme night. I had, I had my Kobe's on and you guys had a, a tribute to Kobe because yep. it, was, it was this week, a year ago. And uh, Gabe, I was telling people, you know, I we had just left, uh, I think it was called the Sunshine Cafe in Buena Park with dad uh, to the apartment. And then you text me, hey, I think Kobe died in a, in a helicopter accident. I called you. I'm like, dude, yeah. don't act with me. Like, this isn't funny. Because yeah. I know you and I throw like, you know, over the line jabs at each other. I thought this is, this is over the line, Gabe. <laughs> and then I heard him like, yeah. oh, my God. And it was just. Yeah, it, was, it was unbelievable. I, I remember I, we had taken some of our minor league players up to Sedona, um, especially a lot of our international players, just because um, they don't get the opportunity to kind of explore Arizona much. And we had an off day from our um, January development camp that, that we were doing at the time, you know, and everyone was kind of just walking around downtown Sedona a bit. Um, and I'm kind of organizing things. And then I got a notification that was like, uh, it was, somebody tweeted out, somebody was like, please tell me it's not true. And I was like, what? And then I saw another tweet and they're like, man, Kobe. And I was like, what? And then TMZ was the first one to yep. put out the tweet. And I was like, tell me they got hacked. Like, I think this is a hack. And I remember clicking the link and the link wouldn't work. And so I was like, okay, maybe they got hacked and caught it and they're taking it down. But I think more realistically was their server got inundated with everybody on it, clicking the link um it's funny as as i'm telling the story i can hear a helicopter right above me right now um so you know tmz kind of had to do some work to to reconfirm all the details and then 
I mean, then uh, it, it ran through social media and I'm re reaching out to you and, and a couple other folks that, that I knew would, would be, you know, um, and by interested the way, and invested in it. And by the way, Gabe, I also wanted to tell you the other victims. One of them you oh, kind yeah. of worked with, John Atobelli at OCC, when you spent your two years at, at Orange Coast College. Yeah, so I, I transferred into USC and spent two years at, um, at Orange Coast College. And I interned um, with the sports information director there. Um, but I had gotten to know um, Altabelli, you know, really well. Even before I took the internship with the sports information director, um, I had spoken with Altabelli about, you know, maybe helping out the baseball program um, in the fall. And he's like, well, the, the fall, I really don't have much, but, uh, you know, let's hook up in the spring. Um, and then by then I was working with the sports information director and, um, you know, I'd, I'd work, you know, baseball games. And so Altabelli and I would, um, you know, would cross paths and, and share our greetings and such. And it was always just, just a really wonderful person. Everybody loved being around Alto. Um, just a, a, a really positive, um, great person to, to lead a program. Um, and then hearing that he was in the helicopter was um, like an ear hole. You know, you just, you don't see it coming. You, you don't quite understand the logic. And, you know, later I, you know, we all find out that his daughter, who, who was also in the helicopter, was on Kobe's daughter's basketball team and that they're all, you know, flying together to, you know, to a game or to a tournament. Um, it just was um, just unreal. It was just very surreal. Yeah, I mean, for me personally with the Kobe death, I mean, it was hard enough because my birthday literally fell on January 25th. And then when he passed away, it was on the 26th. Oh, wow. So I remember, obviously, it was, my, it was my 18th birthday as well. So that was that that was harder. That was hard enough. And I mean, we we talked about that. We touched this earlier with our Kentucky student section about how we all know that Kobe is Los Angeles. Kobe is California. Kobe yeah. is. And I made the point saying that there are few NBA players, current and past, that if they passed away tomorrow, that they would still have that same impact like Kobe did across the world. There are a few I can maybe I could I don't even want to think about that. I, I hope that never happens again, like nothing like that in the future or in the current state. But still, like there is not a lot of players that have continued to have the same impact as much as Kobe did. Not to mention post-retirement, winning an Oscar, doing multiple things just in general. Mamba Sports Academy, opening a lot of things, making things happen. So I think that the impact that he had on just all of us that are all California guys that understand the, the, the true impact of Kobe. I will say this real quick, cause we're almost out of time. Um, you know, uh, I, the, the air, it was a uh, gray skies that day. And so it was just fitting. Cause the, just the atmosphere and the air in LA and orange County was just completely different. Like you can yeah. see just the sadness just driving around. Like, this is just weird, dude. Um, Gabe, we're almost out of time. Uh, Real quick, I want to bring up the situation with Villa Park and you guys in that one prank, which is still talked about. Obviously, Villa Park's response was, let's throw weenies on the campus. But, I mean, which is kind of funny, but nowhere compared to, like, the the crime that you guys committed to Villa Park's pool. Oh, is this the one prank that we talked about? We talked about this, like, when I started. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, I need, to, I need to hear this now. I need to hear this now. Uh, the motor oil in the pool? I thought it was uh, the VW bug that you guys pushed in. Oh yeah, that as well. I think those are two separate instances. So there was one where um, there was a student who I believe was a year old, was one class older than me. Um, and it was totally a guy that you 
Netter, I, I don't even remember his name, but I remember it was like, that guy? Like, not not like a, a sportish guy, not um, somebody who ever, whoever did, yeah, not AS, ASB related, like not somebody who ever made waves in any sort of way. Um, he and a couple buddies, I think, went and, and poured um, motor oil in the Villa Park pool and like dumped their bleachers in the pool and uh, it ended up costing Villa Park a ton of money because they had to replace their entire pool system. Um, and so that kid got in obviously into, into legal trouble and, and I think was made to, to pay for the damages, um, <laughs> which was like, yikes, guy, like what happened to just throwing some hot dogs on their campus? My God. Um, and then there was the, the, the Volkswagen bug one, but I don't remember the details on that, but I do remember that being a thing. But for some reason, the, the motor oil in the pool thing kind of stood out more to me. That yeah, there's, there's, there's been a few that have been heavy handed. <laughs> I, think, I think after that, it died down, which sucks. When I got to Canyon, like, yeah. there was like, yeah, you can't even do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, definitely agree. I remember everyone going, okay, that's enough. This is not going to be a thing anymore. <laughs> I mean, for right reason. I mean, if you talk talk about those pranks, I understand. Yeah, I, I mean, do, do they still do like class color day? No, I think that died with you too. So that that died with us as well. So, and I think it was specifically our class um, well done, that killed it. Yeah, I mean, this is why you can't have nice things. Um, yeah, the the uh, class on class crime, you know, we'll call it, you know, for lack of better terms, um, just got overblown everyone you know everyone was getting egged on campus getting you know paint splashed on them and um you know it, it seemed like everybody's house was getting toilet papered and um it just got to a point where it, it got pretty extreme um and i remember i think it was my junior year actually that they canceled it so let's blame the, the class of 99 for for that um but yeah things, things used to be done differently back in back in tell. my day i can tell yeah, I can Before we get to the food question, Gabe, uh, yeah. I want to thank you for the uh, many baseball cards you gave me. One of them had bubble gum in it. Uh, oh, 1991 Tops, 30 years old. Tell, tell Are you holding the piece it. of gum? Are you I'm about to eat it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's us. You're eating chalk. Remember, we, we ate like the 10 year old bubble gum from the cards we had like in solving, and they were gross. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you're really doing it. Oh, you're really doing Bye, it. Everyone knows the rules. Hold on. One bite, everyone knows the rules. Oh my god! Oh, of course. He spit it in the coffee. It's empty. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's a stupid idea. I think we're gonna have to I'm, cancel I'm next week's you. episode as as Manny has food poisoning for the food next poisoning. week. Right, Gabe Alvarez will fill in while I'm in the hospital. <laughs> um, Gabe, real quick, yeah. I know you bought the like where to go eat in Tempe to help out Bannon. Was there a food spot at Canyon? Uh, we talked to Canyon Tribe last year and they said, oh, go to Takayaki. I'm like, dude, what about Campatelli's across the street? Yeah, so Campatelli's, like if, if you told me back then, I would have told you Campatelli's. Obviously, so I think it was like our sophomore year when that In-N-Out opened up on La Palma. And so that obviously, like after football games, the whole football team would go. We'd sit on everybody's, you know, uh, in everybody's truck and, and eat in the parking lot and, and do that whole thing. Um, and that was a big hangout, but um, Campitelli's was kind of like the place that was specific to Anaheim Hills that everyone like really, really raved about. 
you know. Was there a place at USC though that you ate too? At USC? Oh, uh, like right by campus, there's a place called La Taquiza um, that doesn't get talked about enough, but um, I am, am crazy for, for tacos and I'm really picky uh, about my tacos. Um, you know, the, the quality of the meat, the, the salsas, the, the tortilla, I'm super picky about. But La Taquiza had this amazing al pastor, which I absolutely love. Um, it, it was fantastic. And so to have it so close to campus, um, walking distance, I, I ate many, many meals there. And I continue to recommend um, La Taquiza to, to everybody. I got to know the owner and, and you know, he, he became a buddy and, and all that sort of stuff. So um, if, if you're talking about right around campus, Lot of keys is the place that I, I feel like it is pretty hard to mess up tacos, especially in Los Angeles. In oh, place you like can SF. mess it up. You, well, you can, it, you can, but I'm saying that like there's certain ways, like you know, you got the people that like put the tomatoes on it and the lettuce, and that just doesn't suit well. That's, that's, that's not that's true. Not that a, doesn't work with me. Classic. Street tacos, street tacos in LA is what I love. I love those. Yeah. So, I mean, Manny and I grew up, you know, be if we were in, you know, uh, Mexico City or, or different parts of, of central Mexico, the first thing we would do is, is go get tacos when we went to town. And then we'd go to, to Tijuana because that's where a lot of my mom's, our mom's side of the family is at. And um, they know that we love tacos. So they would take us to, um, and Tijuana has an amazing taco scene. Um, so oh, once you get to have really amazing tacos, you become picky about what what is a good taco. 100%. For, um, and, and what the real experience is supposed to be like, you know, it, the, it's tortilla, the meat, you know, a little bit of, of onion, cilantro and, and the salsa and get it to go. It doesn't need to be this big, elaborate presentation. I don't need rice and beans on the side. Like tacos to me, for 20 bucks, you should you should probably get, you know, six to eight tacos and and, and they're gone in, in six and minutes. Goes- sort of thing the mexican coke um, too oh, yeah that's essential and, and you essential yeah yeah or, or or a or a sidral you know the the apple uh the apple drink um for me personally um but yeah so it, people would throw in the tomato the lettuce the the all these different like no man like i don't i don't need all the bells and whistles man if you if you do the basics right it, it ends up being the the greatest thing ever so well, uh, man, I hope you got the food spots in Tempe. Or in- I, well, there isn't a ton of Mexican places. There's literally one Mexican well, joint that is the closest thing to California. It's called Tacos Calafia. It's literally Tijuana street-based tacos, and it's incredible, but that's the closest thing I can get. I haven't had the place I'm going to tell you. Taco Safuaro. People don't talk about it enough. 32nd Street and Oak, I want to say, just north of the okay. 202 freeway. Okay, I know. Taco Safuaro. Fantastic tortilla. Good meat, really good meat. The the carne asada is is solid. Oh, yeah. The al pastor is is pretty good, but that tortilla is just buttery, delicious. I'm writing and that down. Have, I'm writing that down immediately. Do. So. I it's I tell everybody about that place. There's several several good taco places out out in this area, but to me that's that's been my favorite one. But also because tor- the tortilla is is such an important component that can really elevate the taco to um, an amazing. Agreed. That place Agreed. I'm already getting hungry thinking about it now. <laughs> Please, yeah. Gabe, get, uh, get to it. You know, I, I we're way over time. Uh, I I know we're going to bring out like Waffle House or In and Out, but that's a stupid question. We know the answer. Uh, but Gabe, 
Thanks for being yeah. on. I appreciate it, man. Uh, you know, we're trying to get someone from Arizona, so we figured it was either you or Sandy, so I decided to go with you first. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, but anyway, Gabe, I appreciate it, man. Love you. And, and you know, well, I'm Love sure we'll, 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 we'll throw some tech, some jabs at each other via text message. So uh, <laughs> please, please do it. Anytime you want me, want me on, just let me know. Absolutely, Gabe. Man, take care. Appreciate right, it. Take care, guys. You got it, Ben. Hey guys, it's your boy Brandon Clark. If you guys are interested in sponsoring the Student Section Report, make sure you go ahead and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Student Sec Rep. at Student S E C T Rep R E P. If you guys are interested in sponsoring or just giving us some love, make it happen. Guys, welcome back to the fourth and final segment, episode fifty of the Student Section Report podcast. Many other ways, your host Brandon Clark, a co-host Brandon. Uh, Fantastic show. We went way over that last show. 100%, but-, but it was worth it. It's the episode 50. We, you know, we had to go all out, but uh, it was an incredible show. Great show. A lot of energy. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, you know, uh, I didn't expect my brother to go to go that long. He has a long, long answers, but uh, but he was very <laughs> detailed about, about food, mainly tacos in Tempe but, um, or in, in Phoenix. But anyway, let's, let's just wrap it up real quick. I know you got class in like 10 minutes. Um, Barron County, Kentucky student section with, uh, with uh, Zach Lawson and then Edison uh, Shipley. Um, they've had somewhat of a student section, uh, low numbers, but they still got it in. And, you know, a uh, great basketball school, you know, Kentucky basketball all the way over there. Talk about just uh, the, the opportunities they got to have over there in Kentucky. Yeah, I think the opportunities that with Kentucky, and I know we talked about last week with how Kentucky was much more restricted than what we thought of. Obviously, as Californians, we know what restriction is, but it's for the right reasons, and I understand that. But, you know, it's a school. I, I think they brought a lot of energy right off the start. I mean, shout out to them real quickly saying in and out over Waffle House. Not one of them, both of them said <laughs> that, which you don't get a lot from these Kentucky and these South schools. So for us to get that, we, we obviously appreciate that because we are huge in and out fans, and we will continue to ride by that. But I know the, the, the creativity that they've been able to have. I mean, even talking about how they've had 15 to 20 students to about a game, at least getting some fans and at least bringing some energy. And they talk about their rivals. And, you know, interesting that they would really not listen to Jack Harlow's music over Tyler Hero or just watching him play as a, in general. But, I mean, I, I, don't, I would probably go the other way around. I mean, I love Jack Harlow's music, and I, I feel like I can live without watching Tyler Hero because I can just go turn on the TV and just watch LeBron, so it's perfect. You know, uh, and real quick, uh, I didn't. I'm not much of a Jack Harlow fan, so I yeah. Think I'm a, um, Turlock, you know, they were they were on the show last season, and they were kind of like, "Where me and Chris said, you know what, let's do this, let's try all California." And then when the pandemic was getting worse, I'm like, let's just test out the waters in national. So they were kind of the ones that kind of got us out of the bubble. Uh-huh. But um, once again, you know, they're they're trying their very best to keep those spirits alive. Like everyone in California, there's not much that they can do. And I think they're, I, they're probably a student section is probably trying to itch away for a cross country student section. But, uh, you know, uh, this is a student section I really respect. And, um, and yeah, like every California student section, they're just dealing with, 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 you know, a wall in front of their face. And there are a few, I think for you, Manny, cause you know, obviously you've done the show longer than I have. There are a few student sections that you truly have a close relationship with it with. And that's one of them. I know it's probably, of course, my student section. Um, you could probably say coach Hume's, um, you could say Cole from Edison, you could easily say that as well. There, there are a few, there are a few group of guys that I've ever heard you saying like, yeah, like these people, like we got to bring them back. Cause we know the trend that happens when we bring student sections back a second time, as you've known, they, we, we know the trend. We don't want to jinx it or say anything, but I know with, with how hard it is in California, just to get a student section better yet sports. And hopefully we can get that CIF interview for you guys. Hopefully we're praying on that, 
But I think for them to even say, consider cross country, who would have thought that we'd be at this time where we would even have a cross country student sections. Cause we don't ever talk about that. That's probably the last sport other than tennis that you would go to. And also real quickly, I want to shout out Josh for a shout out Walter Croc guide. I know he talked about that. Uh, Josh, <laughs> if you're still listening, man, shoot me a DM, anything, man, we'll make it happen. I'll get you to ASU. It's not that hard to get into, but Croc guide's a great place. Oh, of course. Uh, next, next to USC, one of the best. And, um, Speaking of USD, uh, my brother, Gabe, uh, was on the show. He uh, covered uh, football in Arizona and student sections. Uh, again, uh, really detailed answers. Uh, he was ready to go for this one. And uh, he came prepared. Brought, he came really prepared. Yeah. He, you know, he kind of brought, you know, what, what's about in Arizona, how the student session games evolved from his days at Canyon over here in Southern California. And it gave you some details on where to go eat. So agreed. And that helped, that helped me a lot right there. Cause I mean, you know, being here for one semester, I've, I've thought I've known my places and I've, I've had my local spots. I've, I've kept it really local. Honestly, I don't try to go to too many corporations or anything like that. Cause I could easily do that back home, but you know, Taco Saguaro, it's another place I'm definitely going to check out. I, I need some good Mexican food. That's the hardest part for being a kid from SoCal is that there's not a ton of good Mexican food out of Arizona and it sucks because I don't want to keep having a burger or Chick-fil-A downstairs. So I need, I need to spice things up a little bit. You can always fly down to Kentucky or Tennessee. So, well, Spirit Airlines, I wonder what the prices are right now. I would, would go 40, 50 easily. Well, that's probably just for the airfare. I'll probably go 70 bucks, probably. I'll just go there. I'll go to Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, if you can deal with the, uh, the poor, uh, the poor service, but yeah. That's uh, true. That's true. You know, uh, guys, that's our show. Uh, follow us on Student Section Report on Twitter and Instagram. It's S T U D R E P. Wait, I misspelled that. Holy Moses. I'm trying to hurry up and I'm messing it up. S T U D E N T S E C student sec rep. Yeah. Student sec rep. That's student S- sec rep. Y'all can follow that. Y'all got that. Y'all S-E-U-D- got that. S E C T R E P. There we go. Uh, trying to get, trying to get banned in the class. Follow the, follow that spelling on Instagram and Twitter, uh, Facebook and Google, just Google student section report. Follow me on Twitter. M A L V A R E Z zero two Instagram. M A N N Y A two. Bannon, where can they follow you? They can follow me on Instagram, Bannon.Clark. That is B-A-N-N-O-N.C-L-A-R-K. And you guys can follow my new Twitter, Bannon underscore Clark. So we got the dot Clark and we got the underscore Clark. Perfect. Uh, not, much, not much time to talk about anything outside. I did mention about the baseball cards and that bubble gum that's like really destroying me right now. Um, yeah, I don't know if we're going to have a show next week, guys. I, I think we may have to – I mean, we may have to talk to Coach Hume at this point. It may have to be him and I show at this point. Yeah. going to be literally in a bed eating 30-year-old gum. I don't know what you were thinking on that, but you know what? I can't – I can't uh, – I can't outdo that. We can't do that. That's yeah, just, that's just that. live. By the way, I did find one card in here, a Pat Mahomes rookie card. What? Wow. Okay. So that's got to be a sign. What the heck? Yeah, I'm picking Chiefs uh, next week. Then uh, that's got to be a sign for me. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. I don't know. I could go with. I, I gotta go Chiefs. I gotta go Chiefs. I, it's sad for a Broncos fan, but Chiefs are gonna win. But uh, anyway, guys, um, we'll have some guests on. We had a student section. was scheduled to be here. I think it was Endsworth of Tennessee. They had to postpone next week. Thankfully, Barron County showed up. But uh, we'll have maybe them on Marshall Nation in Kentucky. We'll talk about more Mexican food there. Um, I really got to step up and hit up uh, CIF and see if they can be on. That'd yeah, be we got to make that happen. But anyway, guys, um, stay safe. Keep following us. And uh, here's to another 50 episodes, guys. Take care. Cheers. Thank you, guys.